Hello, everybody. Welcome to another conversation with Justin and I. We are joined today by Laura Meadows. Laura, how are you doing today? I am doing terrific, and I hope everybody out there is doing terrific. We are going to go all over your IMDb page here in just a second. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> tell us about yourself. Uh, where did you grow up? Um, well, everywhere. I was born in St. Louis, Missouri, but my father was a college professor. So I've lived in every state, starting with an I. Um, that's people try to figure that out. And Wyoming, um, Pennsylvania, and then I've also lived in um, Connecticut, California, Nevada, Oklahoma, Kansas. So all over the United States, north to south, uh, uh, north to south, east to west. And I, I was born in St. Louis, but I was also a little kid in California, where I am now. Okay, so uh, were you a modeler before you became an actor? Yes, I was a model since I was about 19. And I studied that. I did some runway. I did some tea room modeling, uh, commercials, catalog. So I really, I really enjoyed that. What, what made you decide to get into acting? Well, I had always been interested in it. I had friends that were in theater and um, I had kind of thought about that, but I had a real passion for uh, fine art and graphic design and painting and drawing. And my mother said, just do one thing, be good at one thing. And uh, so I did that for a while, but then I answered an ad in the newspaper in Dallas, Texas. Oh yes, lived in Texas. And it was for an Oliver Stone movie. And I went down and they took my Polaroid and they called me a couple hours later and they said be on the set at six. And I just fell in love with the experience. And I think people, when they get on the set the first time, they either, I've noticed, they either love it or hate it. It's like, oh, I, I wanna go home, <laughs> or I love this, I wanna keep doing it. You know, it's called bit by the bug. But anyway, yes, I, I uh, that's how it started out. Do you have any influences that you kind of looked up to in the film industry or favorite movies that you enjoyed growing up? Yes, I love the actress, the horror actress, Karen Black, and I loved Vincent Price. And some of these were the old black and whites that they showed us in the middle in the Midwest. And Dark Shadows was a soap opera. And of course, I loved Bewitched, which was kind of a funny take on it. And all of those. Um, I like the movie Poltergeist, the Ghostbusters. Uh, and then after that, Charmed, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, all of those. I love it. So I've just been interested in the horror and fantasy genre for a very long time, for all my life, really. Not okay. very long. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, Justin, you got a question? So I, I was kind of wondering, I, I'm noticing you've kind of been all over the gambit with uh, TV shows and movies and different genres. Is there something about horrors, horror sets and things like that that are different? Like, is it scarier? Is, is the interactions different off camera? It's not necessarily scarier because you know it's not real. It's fictitious, yeah. But I love the artistry that goes into creating the prosthetics, the masks, the illusion and transforming what isn't there into something that is there. Taking a blank canvas and making it into something, making something from nothing and bringing that scare to life that wasn't previously there. And I find that process just fascinating. And I'll look at something after they shot it and I know it's not, you know, I saw mm -hmm. how it was done. Mm. And then I look at it and I'm like, oh, that looks really good. <laughs> you really look like you hurt them. Wow. <laughs> but you know, everything's okay. Right. right. <laughs> My uh, cousin, she's dating Alex Vincent, who played Andy in uh, the Child's Play movies. And she was really into horror and she he won't watch them with her because he's been there and he says it's really hard to watch a scary movie you know, once you've been in them, do you find that to be true for yourself? Not at all. Okay. I still love to watch them. I like to watch them because I like to study them. And I think more than that, I like to think about the psychological aspect of scare and the suspense, being deeper into it. I mean, the special effects are fantastic and it's great to see things created but I like to see how it's done. And I still get very scared. And I know it's not true, but it still scares me. But sometimes they take things that are true stories and they dramatize them. And I think, and it makes me think, wow, I wonder what it's like. And then I just want to go there. You know, like the Winchester House or the Amityville House or the Lizzie Borden House. And I'm like, I really want to go there and check it out. <laughs> I am not well with being scared. I just watched the Children of the Corn movies for the first time. And I know a lot of people say those movies aren't very good, but they terrify me. It doesn't Absolutely matter. terrify me. Those... Uh, horror and comedy are like the two genres that could make a movie not necessarily great, but as long as it scares you or makes you laugh, then you're happy because it's doing its job. And but, sometimes uh, they do both. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But um, you were on Glee. I know it was a small, small role, but I want to hear a little bit about that experience. I was on there a few times. Um, I was a coach in one of them, and I showed up to set, and I found out I, I didn't bring my tennis shoes. <laughs> and I was like, oh no, I have really big feet and nobody has my size. <laughs> I was like, I went to wardrobe and I said, I've got a real problem. I didn't bring my tennis shoes and I'm a size 10. And they said, oh, we have a lot of those. All the young girls have big feet. <laughs> in fact i was at a uh, movie screening 
I was non-calm. I don't know if you know what that is, but that's mm -hmm. when you're SAG and then they ask you if you want to screen the movies to go on to be screened by the other, um, the, the other SAG people. So that's nominating committee. Mm -hmm. And I was watching one of them and um, it was uh, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Mm. And surprise, surprise, um, uh, Jane Lynch <laughs> followed me to the bathroom <laughs> and she said, are you an actress? And I'm like, you're asking me that? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And she, and she's like, oh, where have I seen you? I said, probably the Glee. You've <laughs> <laughs> been on the same set. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> picked me out and said, wanted to start a conversation. It was so cute. She was really cute. <laughs> Nothing like Jane following you to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> Jane, don't be mad, I told them. <laughs> so you've done a little bit of everything in film, writing, some directing, in short films, what what do you like the best? Do you like the acting better? Or do you like being in charge? Acting. Okay. Yeah, I like the fantasy world, creating the character, being the character, and being in front of the camera rather than being behind the camera, because I've spent so much time in the background doing visual art and my artwork would go everywhere and people would see it and they would know what it was, but they wouldn't know who I was. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm tired of my artwork going places. I'm going to get in front of the camera and I'm going to be the artwork now. I'm going to create the illusion, rather than creating the illusion that leaves. So definitely I like, I like the acting because I like the, that I mean, not that everything else isn't creative, but I feel that this is where my ability lies. Sure, that makes sense. And I'm, I can say what I want to say in this medium. Mm -hmm. Do you tend to like uh, doing short films? I saw you did quite a few of them. I had never really seen a short film until recently, and I was blown away by how much they can fit into such a little runtime. I think it's uh, I think it's becoming more popular. I was watching Netflix and they had a horror series that was all short films, like 15 minutes. And then on YouTube, and I was on one of the shows, uh, well, I was on Black Box TV and I was on, uh, oh, I'd have to look at my IMDb. Uh, it was uh, another short horror uh, film. Uh, uh, which lecherous, maybe? It wasn't. Well, that that was also a short film. Yes, yes. Um, but I Do find oh, Mirror Mirror. I was on Mirror Mirror on Crypt TV. and they do a lot of short films, and I find that the audience. It's a genre that is becoming more popular, a mm -hmm. uh, little shorts. And I think back in horror history of film, such as Night Gallery and um, 
uh, some of those different ones, or oh, Twilight Zone, they had little shorts, which were little stories. And there's always been short stories. And I think it's becoming more popular now mm-hmm. because you can get that scare and it gives you that quick, Im- it gives you a quick impact. Mm-hmm. And then you can go on to the next story. The, the story doesn't need to be drawn out. True. If, if, so I think it's becoming more and more popular, the short story format. That is absolutely true. Cause I was recently watching a creep show and the new Twilight Zone and they mm-hmm. feel very much like short movies. Each yeah. Other. And th- then they can put them together. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite type of scare, like psychological, like jump, even like, or even like, I, I always think the scariest thing are things you can believe could actually happen to you, right? Like the Bigfoot's not going to come out of the woods and kill me, hopefully, right? But the neighbor mm-hmm. down the street might. You know what I mean? It, what's is there, is there a certain type of scare that gets you? Uh, well, I like it more subtle. Um, uh, not that special effects aren't terrific mm-hmm. and uh, the violence and the gore, but I, I tend to like things that are more troubling psychologically and lead you up to it, such as uh, the sixth sense where you don't know what's yeah. going to happen yeah. at the end. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, whoa. The whole time. Yeah. I, I like something that just drags you along the path and then twist. But then there's some classics that are unbelievable. I mean, just really creative stories. I like to see something that is different, like Silent Hill. I like things with a touch of, it's a true story. Mm-hmm. Like Silent Hill, the place that they're talking about is actual an actual place that is, I don't know, you, you guys have seen it, but mm-hmm. it, it's a classic and it is set in an area that continues to smolder and burn because there's a fire underneath the ground. Mm-hmm. And it was set in that, and it makes it all eerie and mysterious. Sort of like the fog. The fog is a classic, too, that is, you don't want them to go outside. Right. Right. You know, that suspenseful type of thing. That's what yeah. I like. I think I, I'm there with you. I just recently watched The Exorcist. As a parent, that movie is terrifying. <laughs> oh... You should, you did have to mention that. <laughs> you, um, my, that's from my hometown, St. Louis, Missouri. Okay. Where the real exorcist happened. And it just so happens that my parents worked for the Jesuit priests at Christian College. Uh, they were professors. And my father was actually at the real exorcism he told me yeah no the real one Mm -hmm. with the real exorcism real exorcism of the boy a lot some people don't realize it was actually a boy Hmm. and he he didn't really talk that much about it i don't think people they really like to talk that much about it but he said it was in the administrative building on the campus and they didn't publicize that because they don't want everybody going there. 
Gotcha. Let me see. And breaking in, you're like, hey, demon, let me in. I want to check you out. Yay. Demon, you're on a movie. So they didn't really want to tell people where it was for real. Um, I guess there was a hospital floor. And when I had my youngest son, I was in the elevator. I believe it was the one that was where the exorcist, he was born in St. Louis. And because they had a hospital with Christian college and I'm on the elevator and a doctor and going to the OR and the doctor, a doctor comes in and he goes, do you notice that there is not a button for one of the floors on the elevator? And I said, yeah, I see that. And he goes, I said, what's there? And he's, he, the elevator door opens and he goes, wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> and he walks out and it's like, really, thank you very much. <laughs> I'm Love going that. to the, e, the OR and I really needed that. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Through all the bodies, right? Yeah. yeah, and and then and then they played The Exorcist right after I had my son, and I'm like, I'm turning that off, not today, <laughs> not today. And it was January. Why? You know. So yeah, I had kind of an interesting story about this uh, Exorcist, but it was originally from a book called When the Devil Came to St. Louis. Hmm. Okay. So it's a true story. Yeah, no, I've heard that, and I heard it was a boy as well. So um, you have some upcoming movies. What is Red Moon Lake about? Red Moon Lake? Uh, well, it's not out yet. So sometimes when things aren't out yet, I don't know how much I can say. Got you. Yeah, and it's Fair. not been edited or any of that. It's by Sterling Productions, who I have uh, worked for several times. And we do have one that's out now. And it's, the, it's not on the IMDb yet. And it's The Occultist 2. And you can contact Dave Sterling for a copy of that. And it's just, it's a sequel to The Occultist One. Okay. Yeah. And it's the blood, the gore, uh, college kids, and um, The Occultist. <laughs> terrific bunch of people, terrific actors. I just love them. So, uh yeah, and I have, uh, let's see, there's several others that are coming out. Um, there is, there's Red Moon Lake, and there's Eight Days to Hell, which I did another scene for, for a filmmaker, um, uh, Shane Woodson, who I worked on with The Legend of Black Annie in West Virginia, which is a trip going to West Virginia. It's the coolest place. Love what? it. What is the legend of Black Annie? I meant to ask you that earlier. It's an urban legend uh, about a little girl that was killed by some boys. They were chasing her and just being stupid. The boys were just being stupid. And her mother was into voodoo. And something, I guess it was the mother, came back to haunt them when they were adults. 
and took her vengeance out upon them. Okay. Not me, though. <laughs> yeah. Not, not me. I just kind of knew the guys, you know. I was a love interest. Uh, but that's that's what that was about. And then I got together with Shane um, on Tidy Tim's. I did some voiceover on that because I would have done more, but I was already working on another project. And that is absolutely hilarious. I do some I do comedy too, although I love uh, you know horrors and fantasy is where my heart is, but I love the comedy. And then um, also Eight Days to Hell, and that's starring Eric Roberts. So Shane does fantastic work. I can't wait to see them. Oh, I can't either. Yeah, they will be very good. But right now on Amazon, you can see The Grim, Grim Weaver, and you can also see The Legend of Black Annie. And uh, also we've had Get Thee Behind Me on, the, that's a TV series. It's kind of like a mob TV series. Okay. And I'm a mob wife, but I'm, I'm also a love interest for a gang member. And that's been on the ION channel. And then that's been on Black Reflections television. And uh, then it's, you know, and I also work with that director and we have a new project coming out. But I can't talk about it. <laughs> yeah, NDA seemed to be the new thing. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I can say I'm a detective. <laughs> and I think I could say the title. But, you know, I don't think I really want yeah. to because sometimes those titles change. True. That's fair. Uh, what What has COVID been? How has that affected your work? Uh, I get more rest. Okay. Yeah. Are you, are, you, are you able to go more naps now? Yeah. Are you out of commission? Well, I'm that I'm able to talk to you guys. Yeah. Oh no, I absolutely love that. Well, I was working on. I was fortunate to have a project during that time with Shockfest Film Festival, and we were competing to be a host. And there was a bunch of us, and we did different skits together. And then we finally did Macabre Mansion, and we had um, Elvira on, on that, mm -hmm. and some of the rest of us, and I did a skit, and sorry, my nose itches. We've got a lot of fires around here, yeah. and yeah, my, my car was like totally ashy, and my eyes were like this. So um, we... They got the Godzilla billboard and we did our skits and we were up in New York City on the Godzilla billboard and it I would have loved to have been there because they had a dance group and it was just, it was so cool. It was really cool. So I was able to do that and talk to you guys. Right. Yeah, yeah do things virtually. I have been able to do some things virtually, which is always kind of in a way pleasurable to not have to deal with the Los Angeles traffic. Yeah, you do roll out of bed and go to work. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Los Angeles traffic is a horror story in itself. <laughs> I've heard that. <laughs> <laughs> Although I think it probably still is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, um, what's coming up next for you? 
Well, like I said, uh, the TV show and um, where we, uh, all last week I worked on that. And then uh, some releases of these new movies. And I want to tell everybody that you can keep informed about what I'm doing. Uh, check out my Facebook, Laura Meadows. And I have a fan page. My personal page is full. <laughs> and uh, my Instagram, Laura, L-A-U-R-A underscore Meadows, M-E-A-D-O-W-S underscore actress. And I say actress because I'm also an artist and I have a separate website for both. So I have laurameadowsactress.com and I have laurameadowsartist.com, but I'm not so much doing the art. I am focusing on the acting. And um, then also you can check out my IMDb so you can keep up with what I am doing. I did recently do a project and I it was cool because they gave us one of those uh, rapid COVID tests. Mm -hmm. Have mm -hmm. you guys heard of those? Mm -mm. Oh, nah. uh, really? They'll give it to you in 15 minutes. You get the results in 15 minutes. It is cool. the coolest thing. You show up, nobody gets near you, get away, get away, give, the, give you the test or like go sit over there. <laughs> and then the nurse comes back and she goes, okay, here's your paper, you're good. And yeah, and then you go in and um, you're considered good, and they do it every morning. Okay, mm -hmm. that's really good to know you're healthy. That's nice. Yeah, yes, it gives you a lot of peace of mind. Mm -hmm. And and then of course I had to take a COVID test um, before I worked last week. So constant COVID tests just. Okay all the time so we we shall see how the industry starts to come back mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all right well uh, thank you so much for joining us it's been a pleasure talking to you and i will put all of the links to all of laura's stuff in the description of this video or this audio podcast that you're listening to and from all of us the three geeks podcast have a great day Thanks. it was lovely being here thank you so much Yeah.